welcome to a Tinted Horse Collar Podcast, your two best friends talk sports. I'm Nikki. And I'm Heather. Welcome to episode one, season three. What I know. the hell? I know. Did people think we were coming back or no? I feel like a lot of people were like, are y'all still doing the podcast? Question mark, question mark. Yeah, especially since the Florida game came and went and we said nothing. But is it our fault that they like did it early? They got a special waiver to do the game early. Everybody knows college football starts Labor Day weekend, so really we're not that late. No, it was Labor Day weekend. Exactly. Holiday weekend. I mean, even though our first episode notoriously was the Sunday of Labor Day weekend, I don't know if you remember that day. I do. Yeah, it was fun. From the bathroom. Yeah. And look how much we've grown. We're in Nikki's um, new place recording. Yep. So hopefully it sounds good. Yeah. We should be fine. Um, Do you want to tell people what you did this summer since our break? Since our last episode? Uh, I'm, I don't, I think I moved since the last episode. Definitely. Right? So I moved and I went to New York to see my sister in a play and we surprised my parents. I went to New Orleans for my birthday for the first time and I went to Florida and hung out on the beach for the millionth time. Hashtag my favorite thing. I can't believe you'd never been to New Orleans before. Just would like to say that. I know. But so it's fine. You've been now. What have you been doing? I have been doing not as much traveling as you because I added a member of the family. So Did you get had, a puppy or what? We had a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Different, but a puppy would be too much work. I feel like so we were like, let's just go with the kid instead. Have a baby instead. Yeah, because eventually she'll be potty trained and we won't have to board her. Mm-hmm. But for now, we do have to board. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> so, totally kidding. yeah. She's in boarding right now. Yes. You left her in the kettle. <laughs> she can go a few hours. It's fine. It's totally fine. Um, but yeah, and we took her to her first tailgate yesterday. How'd that go? So it went really well. She did a lot of passing out. Seemingly drunk, not really drunk, but I was like, tailgate behavior. Yeah. Sleeping, taking a break. She's good at it already. Yeah. So that was fine. We did not go to the game though. So that that's next step. We're not ready for them. No, I don't think so. Not Plus ready. it was hot. It was I don't think she hot. would have enjoyed the hotness. Neither would I. Yeah. Have enjoyed the the heat. Um okay, we're like trying to remember how to podcast, but I guess yeah, we it's should not start, about our lives. We should start, it's not a podcast. We about should our lives. start with the sports topic. Okay. So let's start with your favorite, tennis. Okay. Did you want to talk about Mr. Tubitz? I was going to wait until college football. Okay, got you. Um, sorry, guys. Sneak peek. Yeah. So the U.S. Open Men's Championship is actually going on right now. Uh, we are watching it in my apartment or in my place with uh, Rafael Nadal versus Daniil Medvedev. And Medvedev is currently winning two sets to one, but Rafa is leading this game 30-15. So we'll keep you guys posted throughout the podcast. If you hear me yell really loudly, something's probably happened. I was going to say, I feel like we'll get some outbursts and maybe some curse words, and I'm definitely not editing those out. So that's going to be really good. Friday night, his match, Rafa's match versus Abs. Oh, gosh. <sighs> yeah. Abs has a real name, right? Mateo. Mateo Berrettini. He has abs, like, 
he does not have a six pack. He has like a 14 pack of abs. It's redonkulous. Yeah, his body fat percentage, I would say, is amazingly low. So yeah. watching him versus Rafa, it was it was very enjoyable tennis. Yeah, the tennis was good. And but like, <laughs> eye candy as well. But it was a very, very close match, especially the first set. And I was yelling so many curse words at the TV and like banging on the floor and walking around. And it was... It really felt like it was just the first set, though. Because yeah. after that, after it that, seemed like Rafa like, got into a groove. Yeah, because, well, so a couple of things happen. You win the first set, you kind of settle down. And you loosen up. And when you play looser, you play a little bit better. He started being more aggressive. But secondly, he has never played this player before. So oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, okay. so you have to start figuring out, like, what do they do? And, you know, you have to adjust that. And I think he started to figure out what Berrettini was about and how he could attack him. So I think that's why it went like that. Okay, I have a Rafa question for you. Okay. They, it felt like they were talking a lot, the announcers, about, and we've discussed this before, about how slow Rafa is to serve. Mm-hmm. And so they have a shot clock now on yep. the serve, but it's only on the first serve. And it felt like, and maybe this was untrue, it felt like Rafa was trying to screw up some of his first serves because then for the second serve there's no shot clock right so he could like take as long as he wants and I do didn't his know there thing. was no shot clock for the second serve I thought I was- swear the announcer said that I have not independently verified it perhaps I should have googled this beforehand but like they were complaining and mind you I've been watching a lot of tennis during the day so this was like a er- this wasn't his um last match versus Mateo it was earlier the oh. one before because it was on during the day, and the announcers were just like throwing shade, basically, because there's like no clock on the I... second serve. I don't. Know. I don't know that he was like necessarily doing it on purpose, but it was like super convenient that he would be like, "Oopsies," and then. Well, there's. Re- I can't imagine what the advantage to him would be of messing up your first serve no they're I think just it being was haters just, they are just being haters and i think it was just like coincidence that like he was messing him up and then of course he was taking more time on the second serve anyway yeah. i just thought it was interesting and i was like is this strategy no, no i can't imagine I so. what kind of strategy that would be because you want your first serve to go in right because it's usually your more powerful faster serve it's the more difficult serve. Your second serve is like, okay, this is definitely going in, and it's a little bit easier to return. Right. Anyway. Okay. That's what I have. That was my question for you. Okay. So you've been watching a lot of the U.S. Open. Have you watched any ladies tennis? I have. Um, I've watched Coco play some doubles because that was at a convenient time for me. Oh, yeah. And she <laughs> played with um, Katie. Yes. Katie McNally. Mm-hmm. Is that right? I think so. Okay. I was like, you know Katie. Well, I was just like, <laughs> oh, Coco and the other girl. Yeah. I mean, it could have been anybody. Yeah. But yeah, watched her. And you sent me, I think I commented that I liked Coco's outfit. Yes. And then you sent me the close up, and it was even cooler because it was, they were individual tennis courts, right? Yeah, it was pretty cool. So she looked fabulous. And then um, I actually did not watch her match versus. Osaka. Okay. And but I saw that afterwards all the clips that, you know, made me tear up hormones and all. It was very it was a very emotional match at the end. So Coco, I don't know if y'all remember, she is the 
U.S. player. She's 15 years old. She kind of broke out during Wimbledon. She had a very good run in Wimbledon. I pretty I know we talked about her then. Definitely. Her real name is Corey, but she goes by Coco. And, like, she wrote on her shoes, call me Coco. And then everybody on her team had T-shirts that said, call me Coco. So I think that she's, like, taking that on as, like, her um, just sort of her brand logo. Yeah. Right? And Coco. I think it's I, good branding. Yeah, I like it. I like it, too. So she played Naomi Osaka. And I was very conflicted because I love Osaka and she's had a really tough year. Um, but Osaka, and Osaka was the one who won the U.S. Open last year, right? And that and she beat Serena, and there was all that drama surrounding Serena's yelling at the ref umpire. One of them, yeah. There was a lot of drama around that, and Serena her actions t- sort of took away from the moment of Osaka's first victory. Yes, definitely. So um, when Osaka beat Coco, she was so gracious and, like, gave her a hug. And she was, like, Coco was about to be crying. And you could hear, like, a little bit of a – there's a little bit of a microphone that picked up what o- Osaka said to her, which is, like, don't go back. She's like, you're going to feel, she's like, you're going to go back in the showers and like feel bad and cry in the showers. And she's like, why don't you stay here and do the interview with me? Like after the, after every match on Arthur Ashe Stadium, they do an interview for, with the winner. The loser typically doesn't stick around. The but, loser goes back to the locker room and cries in the shower, I assume. Right. But Osaka understood the moment for Coco, how important it was, how important it was. And also that everyone in the crowd is a U.S. Most of them are U.S. fans because it's in the U.S. And that, you know... And everybody throughout the U.S. Open has been cheering so much for Coco. And she's talked about how much the crowd has helped her. Yeah. So, basically, Osaka behaved in the way that Serena should have behaved last year. Is kind of how it felt to me. Yes. Serena redeemed herself yesterday... She played Andrescu yes. in the women's final. Who she had played in that, what's that Canadian tournament? The that Montreal Open? Yeah, because yeah. they had played in the Montreal Open, but Serena had to stop playing withdrawal, whatever it's called, mm. because she got hurt. So so B- Bianca won that, but it's kind of, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's not you, really You feel a like win. you didn't win if the other person was injured, right. so it was nice that she actually won and what did serena do i didn't even see she didn't do anything she just acted like <laughs> she acted like a gracious nice person and yeah said congrats. And, and like i don't want to sound like we're trash talking serena no we like, love I, serena i love serena but i mean i think as compared to what happened last year and i think even serena felt real shitty about it and she apologized later and like yes. but emotions are high people make mistakes yeah it's, yeah, I don't have it. I don't hold that against her. Have no, an issue with I don't her either. At all. But yeah, um, Andrescu, on the other hand, she's 19 years old. She, I love her. She's got a good game. She has a fun game to watch. Yep. And somebody on um, at early in the match, I think it was Chris Everett, said Serena is playing the mirror image of herself, like in the style and the way that she plays. And I was kind of thinking that, but then so when Chris Everett said that, I was like, okay. So You're I'm, like, Nikki is correct. I was like, oh, I knew Plus something. Plus one for me. Yes. 
Uh, so I'm, I look forward to her, and she just seems to have her shit together. Like, she seems to Which be... Which seems so crazy, because she's only 19. Yeah, but can we talk about her mom? Yes. We can. Okay. Only her hands move. I like it. She's just... <laughs> she, she's calm. She had three Xanax and one mimosa before... No, I'm just kidding. I it looks like she it. Did, but it totally looks like she did. Is she, does she wear a wig or no? That does not Oh, look... I didn't think it was a wig, but you did think it was a wig. Look. It looks... It doesn't look, look great. I'm pulling up the it video, like, right this second. I know our buzzer went off, but... That's okay. Well, this is the first episode back, so we do what we want. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love this tweet so much. But, like, look at her hair in this tweet. Nikki is going to retweet this from at AHCpod. But, and she's, like, not even golf clapping. But that, that hair is not real. It may not be. And she looks hot. Yeah. Uh, Temperature-wise. Yes. Yes. Yes, temperature-wise. And also... Because she's wearing long sleeves and the girl next to her is wearing, like, a, a bra. And she's wearing a tight-fitted red dress. And you know what? The only thing I could think of is how is she not sweating through it? That's probably why she's not moving a lot. Because she don't want oh, the sweat <laughs> to... <laughs> She doesn't want the sweat to get all over everything. Maybe so. Maybe so. I don't know. Okay, so. All right, we'll move on. We'll move on. Oh, let's move on to. Oh, wait, can we just do a quick oh, check-in yeah. with the match? It is now three all, and Rafa is serving. Yes. Okay. Now, what That's are we That's your doing? in-game thing. Tomorrow, when we release this, it'll be over, but yeah, it's fine. Um, We've never actually done a podcast while we watch something. No, we, ha- we haven't. This is an advanced move or a terrible idea. We, it might Either become one. a new tradition. Who yeah, knows? Okay. Um, college football is back. Yeah. It has been for three weeks now, which seems weird because Florida got a special waiver from the NCAA to play a week early. Yeah, you want to explain that? Well, I don't know this to be true, but I saw it on Twitter, so it's probably, it's probably true. It's probably true. Yeah, you read it on Twitter. It's true. Right. So Florida is playing Miami, and they're playing in Orlando, and they were doing college game day at Disney World, and the game was on ABC, so a lot of the same, you know, ABC, Disney people are the same people. Um, and then Disney's Star Wars rides part of the theme park um open labor day weekend so according to twitter they got a waiver to have the game a week early and have college game day there so they wouldn't have game day and game day people and game people taking up hotel rooms so star wars nerds could be star wars nerds on their own time. Without football fans taking up their hotel rooms. Can I just say that this is one of those Venn diagrams where you and I are like the very we're center. We're in the very center of Star Wars nerds and football fans. Because we'd be pissed. If it was the same weekend, it would be like, this is the best weekend of my life. It really would be the best weekend of our lives, but... It'll have to be another weekend. Yeah. Another weekend will have to be the best weekend of our right. lives. Where we watch college football and then go to and Star Wars. And then go to Star Wars. No, we're definitely going. So, well, that game sucked. I know we won, but we sucked. Yeah, it was really hard to watch. Um, especially because we discussed this while we were watching it. There were no other games on. Oh. So everybody that liked football or college football or had nothing to do they were watching the game, and it felt like a lot of pressure. Even though we weren't personally playing, it felt like a lot of pressure. 
<laughs> no, it did feel like a lot of pressure. It was the only game in town. I mean, I think some like other game happened after, but at that time slot, yeah, everyone was watching, and it was just ugh. And we didn't play great. No, not at all. Felipe Franks is still a disappointment. I hope he improves. Improves me wrong. I, I just he is not great at not showing exactly where he's going to throw the ball every time. He's the worst. He does not read the field. So, and he did it again this week. We played UT Martin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like, question mark. I, I think know. it's like University of Tennessee. Tennessee at Martin or something. Um, and he did. He really did the same thing. People were talking on Twitter about it. So, I, I don't know. I don't. Can we give Emory Jones a chance? That's his name, right? Yeah, I think so. Can we give him a I just, like, this is going to be painful if I have to live through cheering for Felipe Franks again. Agreed. Oh, I did want to, um, you alluded to it earlier, um, give a little shout-out to Mr. Two Bits. I don't know if everybody oh, yeah. knows the story. It was, I actually learned this in one of my classes at Florida that was, like, the history of sport or something. I don't know why we were talking about Mr. Two Bits, but it was definitely on our exam. Um, He was a dude who actually didn't go to Florida at all. He went to the Citadel. um, And it was a time when Florida was not good at all. And kind of the fans weren't really into the game. And he would go to the games. And he basically wanted to get people to cheer for the team. And so he came up with his two bits, four bits, six bits, a dollar. And that, and he became Mr. Two Bits, and so he did it before every game, and he wore this uniform of like a yellowy shirt and an orange and blue tie, um, and he did Mr. Two Bits before every home game for years and years and years, and he was still doing it when I was there, and he finally retired. I don't know, maybe seven-ish years ago. Mm-hmm. And so before the games now, and they don't show any of this on TV, so you really wouldn't know if you hadn't been to a Florida game. But before the games now, they have, like, kind of a celebrity Mr. Two Bits, like Danny Warfel's done it, Steve Spurrier's done it, Bridget Sloan, um, the Joe Kim Noah and the national championship basketball team did it last week. Um, but he, Mr. Two Bits, passed away this summer, so that's, it was very sad for Florida fan, so oh, that is sad. so little shout out, moment of silence. Okay, okay. Um, what else do you want to talk about college so, football wise? What have you been watching? So, I don't. I didn't get to watch a lot yesterday, but I did watch the LSU UT game because that was going to be a good game, and it was a good game. It was a really good game, and that was there was a the afternoon game was A and M Clemson, mm-hmm. and then. Did you watch any of that? A little bit. Uh, it wasn't at a convenient time for me. No, you know me what? Neither. I did. wasn't at a convenient time for me. Either. <laughs> what I did watch a good bit of was Michigan Army that went into really? two overtimes because it was an early game, so I was able to watch that. But that was kind of crazy that it went into overtimes. There were several overtime games. Well, I'm yesterday. looking up what you sent to me, which made me LOL while I was watching the UT game. Oh yeah, it was a tweet from Brett McMurphy, Florida State. University of Louisiana, Monroe, headed to overtime. Florida State won by one point. It's so sad. So that went to overtime. Florida State did win. Um, And Nebraska, Colorado went to overtime, too. And Colorado beat Nebraska, which uh, was surprising. 
for me. I feel like it was surprising for other people. Yeah, that's surprising. So even though it seemed like there weren't that many, on paper there weren't that many good games yesterday, they ended up being good. Fun to watch games. Fun to watch, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, the ending of the LSU, I mean the outcome of the LSU-Texas game, not exactly. I almost turned it off when the last time, when LSU scored and they were, they got the two-point conversion. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm turning this off, but I like didn't quite turn the TV off. And then I look up and UT scored and I was like, oh wait, let me... Let me return my attention. This is why you never leave the game early. I mean, I, it's not the same when you're at home, but people that leave the stadium early, I'm just like, oh, I guys, can't. you never do it. You never do it, and UT fans are the worst. Mm-hmm. The worst. I didn't see very many yesterday. But, I mean, I wasn't there, but I didn't see. But typically, they're bad about They're really early. bad about leaving because traffic, man. You went to a football game. You know you're going to be in traffic. Exactly. Suck it up. Anyway, all right, that was our buzzer. Let's move on to... Oh, I, I'm sorry, I had one more college football thing I I'll, wanted to I'll say. It. It's this point right here. So Mac Brown, speaking of Texas, who used to coach for Texas, now mm-hmm. coaches for UNC. My understanding is he took that job because of golf courses, which, okay. They have beautiful golf courses See? in Chapel Hill. There you go. Um, so he has played. This just worked out that his schedule last week was South Carolina, so... It was Mac Brown versus Will Muschamp, his former assistant. And then this week, and they he won. Mm-hmm. And then this week, UNC played Miami. And so he played another of his former assistants, Manny Diaz. And they also beat Miami. So Mac Brown is just doing the rounds? Yeah, I'm like, who, what other assistant coaches is he playing? I would like to see him play Charlie Strong. I know that's not his assistant, but that was his... Oh, yeah. And for a second, I was like, oh, yeah, he was the defensive coordinator. No, he was not. No, he, was he the wasn't. Head, he was the head coach. Successor, is that the right? Success, yes. Thank Successor. You, you got yeah. it. Um, okay, last last we saved the best drama. Y'all, <laughs> I am living for Antonio Brown's bullshit. I cannot keep up with it, and I'm telling you, I'm on Twitter a lot. <laughs> I mean... At all, at weird hours even. Yeah, with the baby. And I still am like, I'm sorry, what happened while I was asleep for only three hours? What? Okay, so let's get in the time machine and go back just a few weeks when he had, he posted a photo. I want to go back to further than that. Further than that, when the Steelers traded him to the Raiders for some draft picks. Yes. And don't you know that Mike Tomlin is just every day on his knees like, this worked out so well for me. And he's like, I got you, John Gruden. I don't have to deal with Antonio Brown. Not my problem anymore. I can't wait for these draft picks. So, yeah. Okay. And now, okay, let's so then, fast forward. You know, it's the break. We don't really hear that much. And then... It starts to be about training season time, and AB puts on his Instagram a photo of some nasty-ass feet situation. Come to find out, he froze them in a cryotherapy chamber. (laughs) And I saw it flash, like, the bottom of ESPN, and I was like, did I... Can we rewind? Did that just say he 
Fr- what? So he could not. He injured his own feet. Fr- he got frostbite. Yeah, he, from the cryotherapy. He frost. He, <laughs> he, he frostbit. He frostbit himself. Like you played yourself, Ab. Okay. And so, I'm like, what kind of idiot? And then, well, this kind. This kind of idiot. So then he misses training camp for that. Because his feet, he can't run. He, like, tries, but he can't. And if you watch Hard Knocks, which I did just because I wanted to see this, he tries it, and then he's like, no, I can't do it. So then, oh, my God, the helmet fiasco. Like, we could do a whole podcast segment just on the helmet. But Mm. briefly, the NFL changed the helmet rules. Everybody now has to wear completely different kind of helmet so the guys that are veterans that have been playing with a certain kind of helmet they have to switch over to the new helmet and antonio brown thinks and he mind you it's like it's supposed to be a safer helmet yes that's it's the a, whole reason behind it yes and they have to wear it there's no way around it so ab is like fighting with his team about it and they're trying to tell him, like, look, Tom Brady's using the helmet. Like, the amount of ass-kissing they do to this guy, we'll get to that in a minute. But they, like, send him videos of other quarterbacks that are, like, famous that we all know. They're like, look, they're veterans. They're playing with this helmet. This is not just a you rule, buddy. Then, word on the street is, he paints over his old helmet. The one that he likes and wants to wear. To look like the new helmet. <laughs> it's so good. And wore it. I don't know if you could say he snuck it into practice because he wear. I don't know if it was snuck in, but he tried to pass it off in practice as the real helmet. Sir. Like he arts and crafted. <laughs> I have so many questions. A helmet. And I've not seen a picture. Me and I'm neither. pissed. I watched Hard Knocks just to see that helmet. I've not seen it yet. And, like, he really thought nobody was going to notice that he painted, <laughs> he painted a Raiders logo or something. And I have, did he paint it? Did he contract it out? Did he sit down with his kids? Stuff? Oh, definitely he and his kids did it. Oh, my God. Okay, so then. And it kind of comes out, right, that he made up. I mean, he didn't make up, but he made the frostbite thing seem like a bigger deal because really the helmet was the sticking point. Right. So then. The argument happened next. He's, they fine him for something. He somehow gets fined. Yeah, he gets into an argument with the general manager. But he, the the thing is, he went, I read a story, I apologize, I did not do my research right before, but the GM was at practice. Oh, this was on Wednesday, I think. Yeah, and so Antonio Brown goes over to talk to the GM about something that has pissed him off. And I thought it was like some kind of fine, but maybe the fine came after. But whatever he was talking to the GM about, the GM was like trying to exit the situation. Antonio Brown escalated the situation and got into it with the GM. Well, he, uh, I thought the timeline of events was Gruden had a phone conversation with Antonio Brown. Okay. And Brown recorded him, which in California, it's a two-party consent state. I thought we didn't it's know when... It's not a one-party. I thought we didn't know when that conversation took place. 
Oh, I don't know when the conversation took place, but he Antonio Brown posted it. Right, but he posted his... it after the argument with the GM. Oh, I was thinking it was before. Okay. No, he got in a fight. The with argument the GM. with the GM might have been because at practice he was acting like a toddler. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was like threw he threw caught a pass and threw the ball in the trash and like caught another pass and like punted the ball. Like a toddler who wasn't getting his way. And then I think that's why he and the GM got into the argument. Okay. And then has this, records this phone call, and then posts that phone call. And even still after that. I mean, the phone call, in the, and so then he released this, like, beautifully shot video. Looks like a Nike ad. Yeah. and Like, really excellent editing. And there's, like, um... The audio, the narration is this phone call between him and John Gruden. And when I talk about ass kissing, like John Gruden is here being like, you're my favorite guy. You're just like the most misunderstood man. I could not be a coach. Because I couldn't I could kiss, not somebody's, ass kiss like somebody's ass like that. And it's very clear that that's what he has to do. And he's doing it. Yes. And Antonio is like, I'm not just a football player. It's my life. And then he's like in the pool or whatever. So I want to go back to that because I watched an episode of Hard Knocks last night. Okay. Where he's in the pool like doing his training stuff. And it looks very similar to the footage that is in that video. So I'm wondering, you were just about to touch on the two-party consent situation in California for this phone call. Yeah. It's not legal to record in California unless both people consent. And it's a crime if you do it. So one theory is that HBO, that this phone call was recorded as part of the Hard Knocks footage, so they did consent to it, and somehow he got a copy. And the fact that the footage in the movie that he, I'm calling it a movie, it's like a minute and a half long thing, it's very similar to the Hard Knocks footage where he's in the pool doing his training that I watched last night, and I'm wondering if like he has a friend in the Hard Knocks Oh, he's, like, got an HBO insider person? I'm, I'm just wondering. Interesting. That's my theory. That's a good theory. Yeah. No, I didn't know that, so that's a good theory. Yeah. So then what happens after the movie? Like, y'all, we're still talking about Antonio Brown. What ha- okay, so the movie, and then... The movie happens, and then is this when they release him? Right after the movie? Well, he posts on Instagram. Let's read what he... Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. That's what happens next. He posts yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, I can understand we, why we can't keep oh up God. because there's so many fucking shenanigans going on with this dude. Um, so he posts on Instagram basically asking the Raiders to release him. Yeah. Okay. So the thing that he posts is you are going to piss a lot of people off when you start doing what's best for you. Okay, well, that sounds like a toddler throwing a fit. Um, Or like a 14-year-old posting something vague on Instagram. Yeah, and then his caption is, and that's fine. I have worked my whole life to prove that the system is blind to see talent like mine's. Now that everyone sees it, they want me to conform to that same system that has failed me all those years. I'm not mad at anyone. I'm just asking for the freedom to prove them all wrong. Release me at Raiders. Hashtag no more. Hashtag they put blinders on a horse for a reason. Hashtag no more fake. Sir, you made a bajillion dollars. You were guaranteed like $24 million and you're upset about a system. 
I'm so petty that I would, if I was the Raiders, he, I would not release him. He would sit his ass on the bench every week and waste away. And I wouldn't give a shit what he did because that's how petty I am. But the Raiders are not. They're trying to actually win football games, yes, I guess. Yes, so they released him. He also got fined. And because of the fine, apparently they were able to forfeit his $24 million guaranteed. So he lost himself $24 million. Mm-hmm. Then... And, so, I mean, he, I assume he still has to pay the fine. Oh, yeah. He still has to pay yeah. the fine. But he's not worried about that because now he's playing in New England. Which, it's so funny because as soon as I heard about the Antonio Brown thing, I had a discussion with Leland about, like, who would take him. And I'm like, well, Bill Belichick will take him because he likes all those, like, wayward souls and shitty people. So... And he did. And then the news came that the Patriots got him for the bargain price of $9 million instead of, what, $30 million. Yeah. And he put an Antonio Brown, which... Stay off social media, sir, please. Seriously. He posted a photo of him in a Patriots uniform with the hashtag LFG. Let's fucking go. Exactly. Was all of this just so he could get released and go play for the Patriots because he want, he thinks they can win and he doesn't think the Raiders can win? God, now I, I hope guess, the Raiders win the Super Bowl. I guess, but it cost him like... Twenty million dollars. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, he did when he when the uh, when the Steelers traded him originally. I do think he wanted to go to the Patriots. Yeah. I don't think he wanted to go to the Raiders. But like, sorry, dude. So he probably just orchestrated all of this. I don't think he's. I thought about that, but I just don't think he's that smart. I think he's just like a petulant child. Yeah, I think he has a um, personality disorder. Yeah. That's my, I'm, I'm not a doctor. I'm just trying to find a way that he's just like, he just acts like someone who's got some stuff going on, possibly CTE. Yeah. Also possibly. He like just, you need, you especially need to wear the new helmets because CTE is already a problem for you, sir. Yeah. All right. Um, that's it. We went a little over, which is fine. I mean, I feel like we did really well considering it was our first episode. Agreed. Do, do you have a best dress? I do. Actually, my best dress is your boy from Rafa. Yay! Because I love... Is he wearing it now or it's nighttime? I love the black with purple. It looks so good. I think he's wearing the black with purple. And I would just like to say he's also my best dress because he's wearing the sleeveless option. Oh, yes. It looks really nice. It does look so nice. And I even like the purple top with the white shorts. Uh, I like this better. The black I like. I prefer the black, but I like both. I like both. He okay. looks nice in the purple top. It goes well with him. Um, and then my worst dress, and I feel bad about this, is Serena. Because, and, and it's specific, I didn't love her purple long sleeve either, but it's specifically the, like, black romper mm. that she wore. It just, it was too tight. I saw a lot of visible panty line. W- and it looked uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know how camel toe wasn't a very huge issue for well, her. Well, I wonder, was she only wore it for the first round match? No, she wore it again. Oh, I never saw her wear yeah, it. Yeah, she wore it again. So- Who did she play right before? Whoever she beat in straight sets real quickly. In the semifinal, she wore it for that. Oh, I didn't even get a chance to watch that. Well, it match. was only, it lasted five minutes. It was the quickest match. Who did she play? Oh, um, not Svitolina. Ukraine girl, the girl from the Ukraine. Oh, Spiranova. Svitolina. Okay, was, was it Svitolina? Yeah, I think it was. So, speaking of panty lines, 
that's my worst dressed. I don't know if you remember uh, a certain person that we both hate so much. So at the very first Florida game, they had um, Scott Strickland. Yeah. Steve Spurrier. Oh, yeah. And Urban Meyer. <laughs> and they're all sitting in And why like are you some... at this game, sir? I guess Dun- they invited, like, the old coaches or whatever. And y'all, they're wearing Florida shirts. Like, whatever. I never wanted to see Urban Meyer wear a Florida shirt again. But I guess he's got nothing else to do. But he wore khaki shorts with it. And these khaki shorts are, like, at least two sizes too small. At least. You can see, like, his whole underwear line while he's sitting down, because I guess he's wearing boxer briefs, things I didn't want to know about Coach Meyer. Meyer. Um, But you can see all of it because that's how tight his shorts are. And it looks so, like, did you... Who let you out the house like that? I don't know. It's bad. So, worst dress is this week, visible panty lines. (laughs) Men and women. And on that note, we'll see you next week.